Do you have questions about your health? Do you need to find out what's keeping you from feeling your absolute best? If so, your intuition has guided you to the right place. I am Dr. Charlize, and welcome to the Art of Healing podcast community. In this podcast, we explore all topics in health and wellness, from Reiki to functional medicine, energy medicine, chakras, and meditation. Join me every week for fresh new episodes that highlight healers, various healing modalities, and choose this as your opportunity to find what healing works best for you. If you want to learn more about me, simply Google at Dr. Charlize. Enjoy. This podcast episode will be discussing medically related issues. I would like to remind you that although I am a practicing physician, this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. This is not medical, mental, or religious advice. This is not legal or financial advice. And it is your responsibility to pursue medical care as recommended. Please see my website for further information on this disclaimer. Thanks. Hello and welcome back to the Art of Healing podcast. This is Charlize and as always, thank you so much for joining me for this audio content. Um, for today's podcast, I'm going to do a um, really a hodgepodge of things. I'm going to round up um, some of the topics I covered in March and um, one of the nice things when you create a podcast I'm discovering is if you create, you create a soapbox that you can sort of um, rant, uh, not not so much a rant, but um, just a, a few pieces of information I'd like to touch on from some trends that I'm seeing, and then I'll uh, give a an uh, overview of what's going to be happening for the month of April 2021. For March 2021, I decided to focus on rest, renewal, and resilience. And um, in my personal experience, my my life experience, and then my um, sort of ground level view, being a practicing physician, um, these topics, I chose them because um, when I'm seeing patients, um, and even when I'm treating um, Reiki clients, um, there are certain themes that come up over and over and over, and themes that I would really like to discuss over and over which, with each individual. However, um, when they're coming to me for individual care, there probably isn't going to be time or space. 
Um, so from my perspective and as well from my own, because just like everyone else, I have gone through the changes. It's changed me internally. My life in world has changed externally. Um, I came to some realizations just in my own self-care of some very basic things that needed to occur to occur. And, um, for the content I've created for next month, and it didn't necessarily um, do it on purpose, but um, next month's content will kind of build on um, some of the things I discussed for this month. Rest, I mentioned in um, my blog post that will be on the website, um, healingartshealthandwellness.com. Um, and I will make sure to put that in the show notes. And I, I believe I can easily place a link um to the particular blog post, but um, we often think of rest and sleep, but it's often to, good to make sure to have balance. So um, you do need your sleep. Sleep is very important. And um, if you've had a chance to look at any of my other content, um, I, I constantly, oh, I shouldn't say constantly, that's a little overstatement, but I frequently bring up sleep because it frequently comes up in my practice. Um, that many of my patients often have disrupted sleep, poor sleep, not enough sleep. Um, it's important to understand the role that sleep plays in your life and um, to make a very purposeful plan to understand that you need a certain amount of sleep and it's okay to even arrange your day to take into account that much of your existence will be asleep. I often tell my patients that are suffering from insomnia that their their insomnia trouble started not when they laid down to go to bed at night, but when they woke up that morning. That it's the, the sum total of everything that happened to them or how they happened to the world that can lead to disrupted sleep. So I reviewed rest in terms of you know, it's okay to acknowledge that you need to sleep, you want to sleep, you need good quality sleep. And then you also want to consider the ways that you rest in other parts of your life, including, you know, rest from work, mental rest. Um, and I brought up a topic, um, I, I called it GI rest. In my medical training, we, we always call it bowel rest. And, um, it's being that it's spring and many people are going to be thinking of doing like detox or a cleanse or something like that. Um, I don't think that's a terrible idea to be thinking of letting your digestive system rest. Um, although um, you don't medically, not that I know of, and if you're a healthy person with no issues going on, it's not necessary to 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 do a cleanse if you want to, and you know how to do it safely, and you've got a practitioner to guide you, that sounds good. But um, day to day, it's good to think of our bowel rest as far as having extended periods of time that we don't eat. We do know that there's some benefits of prolonged fasting on a daily basis, which translates to early dinner and a late breakfast. And so that's that's not such a big deal. I personally have started doing uh, an earlier earlier dinner when I can. My work schedule just sometimes doesn't allow that. Um, but a later breakfast I can, and that's been really nice for me because because 
in my morning routine, um, I can um, place time on doing the things I really love to do. And, and now I really need to do to get myself going in the morning, which is either a session of yoga or a session of meditation. And then, you know, I've switched to just doing like a smoothie, which I can do at work and be consuming that uh, in between patients and then eat either breakfast or lunch later. And um, there have been some benefits as far as physically help me lose a few pounds and then definitely mental because um, I've, I'm finding that in my mornings, I really need the time of deep breathing, some deep stretches. I really need to not let the um, <clears throat> external world dictate what's going to happen in my brain if I can, if I can. Um renewal I thought of of course because it's you know spring and we just had the spring equinox so of course it's a good time to be thinking of you know renewing your routines and a refresh and those kind of things and um on the blog on my blog I had a you know really interesting month I covered um the details of what happens when you sleep which um, we know as sleep architecture. Um, really interesting topic. And um, I find it interesting just because for so many individuals who experience disrupted sleep, their experience of it, it's, well, of course, everyone's sleep is different anyway. But, you know, what wakes you up and when, it's, you know, that's fascinating. Of course, if it's external things like an emergency um, an infant that needs to be fed. Those are different. Those are different life circumstances. But in general, if your your sleep time is going to allow for a normal sleep period and then something's waking you up. We'll be back after a quick break. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me during this podcast episode. I just want to let you know as a special gift to all my listeners, I am offering a promotion for a limited time. You can save 20% on all of my courses, on my online dispensary, and even 20% working with me individually in a one-hour consult for functional medicine or with a Reiki healing session. You will use the code Alchemy Healing when you make your purchase. Check your show notes to learn more. This special goes until June 3rd, so sign up today. Now let's return to the podcast. I feel that can give you some insight into what is happening in your internal world and in your body. So that's in the blog post. And then I had uh, the honor of hosting a few guests um, on both the podcast and my blog. So um, I had an, a fascinating, wonderful conversation with Bailey Bruce, uh, who is a Reiki master, a certified um, natural healer who is uh, doing some amazing things in her healing practice. She can be found at naturalnativewellness.com. If you're interested, it's the podcast that's titled Bridging the Gap. 
And um, I think it's a really interesting situation that she and I got a chance to talk about our perspectives on healing and how all is one. Um, it, we're both Reiki masters, but I'm an allopathic physician. So she and I got to discuss um, what we perceive as the, the gaps and how to bridge those as far as healing. And no matter where your perspective is in life, I think you can agree that like there are some gaps as far as how we approach other humans in all kinds of situations. So um, that was an honor. Very fun. If you haven't had a listen to it, I strongly encourage you to have a listen to the Bridging the Gap post. And then on my blog, I have an interview with my personal guru, Sarah Alavin. She is the an intuitive healer and the owner of Sarah.guru. Um, <clears throat> I've put in my blog post all the details of how I came to know this amazing individual. Um, but I definitely wanted to discuss a service that she's offering, uh, which is yoga therapy. <clears throat> so that's going to be in the blog post. Uh, so again, I'll, I'll make sure to put a link. Um, and we had a really interesting topic. Something she brought up that... Um, when I was creating the post that, you know, and like I said, now I'm discovering this is my, my uh, soapbox. She brought up something interesting about her work with clients that are preparing to die. Uh, some people use the term transition, that she has been approached over the years many times by individuals who are wanting to work with her, who are going through the dying process. And her discovery of what it's like to work with these people um, and what she can offer them. And she says something really interesting that when she does yoga therapy with these people, that um, it helps to bring them internal peace, which helps in their transition, helps in the dying process. And then this in turn helps with um, the healing of the loved ones that will survive this person's dying. And as we were discussing this, of all the ways I thought of yoga therapy, I had not thought of it as a way to help the dying. Um, yoga, uh, Sarah is highly trained. Um, she has trained thousands. She's treated thousands. Um, so she is very expert in this field. Um, but it's once we were finished, that was something I really thought a lot about that um, of the ways that we help our, our dying, you know, our family, our dying, um, you know, my for me, my dying patients, that having something like yoga therapy and, as she put it, the uh, boundless remedies, because yoga therapy is based in Ayurveda, which is a 6,000 year old healing system. Um, so, um and as she said, like she's right, you will never run out of, of healing techniques in a system that's based in something that has so much history. So <clears throat> I will make sure to include in the show notes um, where you can find um, those pieces of content. And um, next, and not that I have many, many topics that are, you know, just, you know, is a to quote one of my, my old patients are non at my gall. You know, one of the fun things about being a physician and interacting with so many humans is I learn a lot of sayings over the years that in my personal life and, you know, culturally in your own family, you'd never hear, oh, no, it's it's getting in your gall. It gets in your gall. So um, 
I'd heard this from a patient and he would say this just so particularly. And I, I never knew even what a gall was. But when he said, it, I was like, I get it. It gets in your gall. Anyway, so um, one of the uh, topics I wanted to touch on, um, and hopefully if, uh, you know, if listeners, you have a relationship or will seek a relationship with someone to provide your health care. Um, and uh, keep in mind, I'm in the United States. So the system I know is Western medicine. But if you're listening anywhere in the world, um, if I hope that you have some sort of healer, practitioner, physician, nurse that you can touch bases with for your own care. Um, vitamin D supplementation is important, and we all want to make sure we get enough vitamin D. There is a very particular thing that is happening. I don't know how frequently it's happening, and I know there are probably other physicians are witnessing this, but because so many individuals have heard vitamin D can help lower your chances of getting coronavirus, or if you have enough vitamin D in your system and you get coronavirus, vitamin D can protect you from getting sick. And so um, people are purchasing vitamin D and taking vitamin D and sort of thinking, well, if a little's good, a lot's better, and are taking potentially very high amounts of vitamin D. This is causing vitamin D toxicity. So I have seen a, a, a number of cases here in the past few weeks of um patients I'm evaluating, I check their blood work and their vitamin D levels are two to three to four times higher than what a safe level should be. Vitamin D is part of a class of vitamins called the fat-soluble vitamins. Fat-soluble vitamins are vitamin A, vitamin D, vitamin E, and vitamin K. So the rest of the vitamins that we take in are water-soluble, and it's a fairly long list like vitamin B and vitamin C, uh, sorry, all the vitamin Bs, the vitamin Cs, um, uh, folic acid. Um, so in the rest of the vitamins will be soluble in water. I make this distinction because with fat-soluble vitamins um, in um and I don't want to get too much into the nutrition part because there's definitely a lot of podcasts with expert nutritionists who can cover this, you know, in their sleep. But um, with the fat-soluble vitamins, it's a vitamin because your body needs it, needs it from an external source. Um, fat-soluble meaning it's going to have to become in fat. It needs to be in some kind of fatty substance in order for our body to absorb it. Whenever we deal with fat-soluble vitamins, your body likes to store them and hang on to them. It doesn't want to release them right away because they were so hard to acquire. There are general recommendations as far as the amount of vitamin D the average adult needs. And here in the United States, the general recommendation is around 800 international units. That's what's found in some of the commercial brands of uh, vitamin D supplement that come with calcium that for years we recommended to treat or prevent osteoporosis. The vitamin D supplements that are available commercially over the counter run anywhere from 1,000 international units or IUs up to 5,000 
International Units, or IUs. And I'm learning from my patients. This is a little ironic. And it's, the older I get, I'm starting to realize, because I'm a physician, when I shop or I look at things online, it's rarely medical. So I have to learn from my patients what they shop or look for online as far as supplements. So I'm learning that there are some vitamin D supplements that are available in natural food stores or online that get into the range of 10,000 IUs or more, I think I've heard. And finally, there is a prescription strength of vitamin D that we use in medical care. We use in patients with bone disease, kidney disease, various issues, or severely deficient vitamin D. There's 50,000 units or IUs in one dose. As far as the safe amount to take a vitamin D, if you aren't being monitored, if you aren't getting your blood work done, um, this is variable. But the one thing I, I like to caution and, and why I started this segment with, you know, please be under the care of someone is if you don't know your baseline vitamin D, um, then we're not so sure that you should be taking amounts such as 5,000 units I use a day or 10,000 I use a day. Um, because this is a large amount and your body will probably store a lot of this vitamin D. And too much vitamin D can actually lead to problems with your bones, with your calcium levels. It could affect your kidneys. Um, so here recently, I've had a number of patients with the amount of vitamin D in their bloodstream three to four times what it should be because of high amounts of supplementing because they're trying to do something good. And the one piece of information I'd say is if you are wanting to know what your vitamin D is, then have it checked uh, you know, with a practitioner, have it checked at a lab. Um, I do believe there are a lot of functional medicine labs that will let you check without the order of a physician or a practitioner. And first know your level before you start supplementing. And if you are taking a supplement, strongly consider getting your level checked to make sure you're getting the appropriate amount. Um, I will put some information on vitamin D toxicity in the show notes. Um, but that's the one thing that I've seen that's, um, you know, in, in medicine, we're getting so prone to trends. Um, there's so much that changed so quickly that I'm fairly sure that probably there'll be some news coverage on this, you know, and probably some really popular media coverage about, you know, vitamin D toxicity. But just for listeners to know, and if, you know, with your friends, your family, if they're taking vitamin D, then definitely let's, you know, let's kind of know what we're treating first before we do too much with supplements. And finally, uh, for the month of April uh, 2021, um, I am going to be covering um, anxiety. So there will be a podcast on the basics of anxiety, what it is. Then I will do a podcast on the energy body and anxiety, uh, my favorite that I like to do. So we'll do chakra blocks or what's going on in the chakras um, and anxiety. Um, I'm going to cover the topic of um, being aware, awareness, and particularly awareness that the world around you doesn't necessarily support you being healthy. Um, some observations you can start to make in your world. And then um, 
I'm going to also cover um, how I approach discussing a healing modality such as Reiki with um, care practitioners, physicians that may be skeptical. And then I'm also going to cover how to prepare for your Reiki training. If you are deciding you want to be trained as a practitioner, some of the tips I might give to prepare, although they're they're not like necessarily just for someone who's doing Reiki, they're like things that like you kind of should do, like if you're getting ready for just anything. Um, so that'll be coming for the month of April. Um, so again, thank you so much for joining me. Uh, thank you for joining me for the month of March. Um, healingartshealthandwellness.com is the website at Charlize Healing Arts on Instagram is where I could be found on social media. And if you have enjoyed listening to the podcast, um, please consider leaving a review on any of the platforms that you're listening. That would really help. Um, I have found just on a personal note that um, creating this content has uh, improved the way that I approach my patients. Um, There was a a side effect I never saw coming. Um, So I I just want to share my gratitude with you all for listening but then also just for you to know that is I'm returned to the clinic and I'm seeing patients that as I'm learning to talk to you, I'm learning to listen better with my patients. So it's been just a blessing on multiple fronts. So thank you so much for joining me and I will uh, contact you or we'll connect next week. Bye-bye. so much for joining during this episode of the Art of Healing podcast. If you found this episode helpful, please leave a review. Also, you can check your show notes to find out how to get a copy of this and future episodes emailed directly to your inbox available to listen to anytime. Finally, if you have questions or wish to connect to me, check your show notes to find out how we can get connected and find out how I can be of service to you.